Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I am your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you so much. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Welcome to the class. It is the most AP, extracurricular, high-level class you could possibly be in. So congratulations for coming to the class. Take a seat wherever you would like. You guys, I could not get Ava Max's new song out of my head. My literal whole cue is maybe you're the problem. Maybe you're the problem. I've never listened to a brand new song this many times over and over again since Into You by Ariana Grande. And I listened to that so much, my friend actually kicked me out of her car because I wouldn't stop singing it. So you know this is a smash. Ava Max was absolutely insane for this song and you need to go listen to it. Um, other really exciting news in a young influencer's life that's going on with me is... I am going to the Billboard Awards, my first award show ever. I'm going with my friend Adam the Flop, and we are walking the red carpet, and we're going to take pictures on the red carpet, and we're going to be by all the celebrities up close and personal, and we're going to like do things for TikTok while we're there, and I'm so, so excited. This has been like such a dream of mine my whole life, and I've been obsessing over the Billboard charts and like waiting for them to refresh every Monday, every single week since I was like 12, hoping that my faves would get on the chart and literally just like, like making my week. Like I was obsessed with that fucking chart. So the fact that I'm going to the show that I've watched for so many years, I'm so excited and I think I have my outfit and it's like, you guys are going to love it. You guys, it's so loud, but also appropriate, I think. So be sure to follow me on Instagram if you have not to see the photos when I go. It is May 15th and I'm graduating from college like the day before that. So it's going to be a really hectic time. But yeah, I'm so excited and thankful. But let's get into the topics for today. So first is the Met Gala. Oh my God, it's the Met Gala day. It's literally today. It's tonight. And we're going to talk about all the tea, the theme, who's going, who's not going, why not, what's the drama, all Met Gala drama. And then we're talking about Taylor Swift and Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun has finally spoken out about buying Taylor Swift's masters without her permission. And of course, he's blaming Taylor. And then we're going to do a Kardashians update because Pete and Kim are wiling out yet again, trying to take the number one spot from Kravis. So we're going to talk about all about them. But before we get into it, if you can just rate this podcast five star on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, if you're already here, you may as well do so. Leave a cute little review and make sure to follow so you don't miss an episode. It's your favorite Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. And uh, screenshot it, put it on your Instagram story, tag me and let everyone know what amazing podcast you're listening to. And help support me and the podcast would mean so much but anyway let's get into it welcome to this episode of pop culture university take your seats It is the first Monday in May, and you know what that means. I am on my period, and it is the Met Gala day. Ah, 
I'm so excited. I fucking love the Met Gala. It's like the pinnacle of fashion. It is the pinnacle of red carpet. There's no bigger red carpet than this one. If you're walking this carpet, you are not only a pillar in fashion, but you're also a pillar in culture. So it's like the utmost prestigious compliment to walk this carpet. And there's always a theme every single year that some people stick to and some people don't. But the theme this year is In America, an Anthology of Fashion. That is the title. Um, It is based on a two-part exhibition from the museum and a second installation of which will reflect the evolution of American style and also explore the work of individual tailors, dressmakers, and designers. When I think of American style, I think like hot dog stained too tight shirts for people who are like overweight and obese like that's what i think when i or like america like america bikinis like that's what i'm thinking of american fashion but that's not what they mean so let me specify for you it's gilded glamour that's like the dress code that they want like that's what they mean gilded glamour um the Met Gala will ask its attendees to embody the grandeur and perhaps the dichotomy of the Gilded Age of New York. So the Gilded Age is from is like the late 1900s, so like 1870 to like 1890. And that term denotes a time of prosperity, industrialization in America and growth. So think like bitches were rich, bitches were prospering, they were eating good, they were eating that cake. You know, they let them eat cake. So think like Bridgerton regency era huge dresses and with those like wide circular bottoms like corsets giant hats with feathers on them opera gloves honestly like really you know mad luxurious like i'm sure people are a fucking mac gala ticket is ex- more expensive enough as it is more expensive than my whole fucking life it's like twenty five thousand dollars just to go i think it's a scam kind of sounds like college if you ask me they're like it's prestigious you know come on like you you know you want to come but also it's going to cost you $25,000 to go because it's like a charity event that basically just rich people go to. So kind of sounds like college to me. Um, but I think people are going to spend really like extravagant amounts of money on their outfits this year. So I'm so excited. Um, further specifying the theme, the Met Gala will be a white tie affair this year, meaning organizers and coaches are expecting the best of the best formal looks, which absolutely goes with the theme of Gilded Glamour. They want... You know, no expense to be spared on these glamorous, high fashion. uh, And I feel like they're going to have like a lot of like material, like the utmost fancy layers, body completely covered. I feel like it's going to be a theme we're going to see. So unfortunately, we're not going to see a lot of skin. So like, why are the Kardashians even going? They're probably so bummed. But um, do you guys think sticking to the theme is important? Because the biggest debate every year after the night is over is like, did this person stick to the theme or not? And people get so offended and so mad when someone doesn't stick to the theme as if like they threw a party in their dorm and the theme was like toga and someone didn't wear a toga. Like they act like it's their party that someone didn't stick to the theme of. I truly do not think it is that important. I would not really care if someone didn't stick to the theme. I never care. It's how you look. Sure, you you can have like a little nod to the theme. I think it's cute that it's like a fashion event, but also kind of like a costume gala. That's kind of fun. But at the end of the day, just look fucking good. And I always tip my hat to the celebrities who focus more on just looking like a baddie, like an expensive material girl baddie than sticking to the theme. And no one has ever been punished for not doing so. So it's not a big deal if someone doesn't stick to the theme. It's not your own party. Don't get upset about it. God, just enjoy the looks. Um... And the most American thing 
in my opinion, to stick with this theme is just wearing whatever the fuck you want. Doing whatever the fuck you want. Because as an American, you don't need to understand anything. Okay? So let's talk about who's going to go tonight. People who are confirmed going are Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds. Everyone loves them. People are obsessed with them. And Blake really does serve on the Mechella red carpet. And, like, uh, Ryan is always, like, a good, like, little arm piece for her. You know, wearing his basic suits. So excited to see Blake and her little accessory, Ryan. They're actually serving a celebrity co-host along with Regina King and Lin-Manuel Miranda. So they get to, like, have a bigger part in the whole show inside once they get in and that means that they're like required to stick to the theme so we'll definitely see some regency gilded look from them megan the stallion is confirmed to be going and oh my god she's wearing a moschino i don't know if that's how you say it but you know the brand i mean moschino she always looks so fucking good in that brand it's always like very like leather sleek tight i can't wait i don't know how she's gonna make a Mos- moschino look gilded glamour oh that's so interesting how is she gonna combine that brand with that theme i can't wait to see oh my god i feel like she's gonna do something really crazy with her hair i feel like the boobs will be like corseted you know pushed up a mile high to her face so i cannot wait to see it hopefully we do get some cleavage tonight katie perry's for sure going and she teased her outfit and said she's gonna play a whole different card this year round i don't even know what that means but usually she's campy and like looks like you know queen of camp katie perry so We'll see how she looks. Maybe she'll tone it down. Maybe she'll cut her hair again. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But I'm excited to see what she looks like, even though I don't think anyone else is because she's kind of irrelevant at this point. Every single Kardashian is rumored to be going. And you might be like, well, duh, of course. But this is the first time ever that every single Kardashian, including Courtney and Chloe, are all going in the same year. And this theme, I think, is so appropriate for them. Like, they're America's royal family. That's what I always call them. So the fact that they get to do this, like, industrialization of America theme, because, like, they're the present-day industrialization, like, what's happening in, like, industries these days. So they better fucking wow us. They better blow it out of the fucking park. And I can't wait to get a full family photo on the Mechella red carpet, truly, like, cementing their dynasty as, like, entertainment and just cultural icons and moguls and i could only imagine what they're gonna wear kim teased her outfit and said shape-shifting is going to be required of her tonight shape-shifting i feel like that means she's gonna like really cinch her waist right shape-shifting like that's what i think is gonna happen i think she's gonna do the tightest 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 waist we've ever seen she looked really skinny last night to an event that she went to so i could see that shape-shifting being just the most knotted corset we've ever seen kendall's going this year but kendall went last year and her outfit even though kendall blocked me and we have beef and i hate that bitch kendall looked amazing last met gala i think she had the best fucking outfit out of anyone so i wonder if she's going to be able to top her last year i really hope she does kim is going with Pete. apparently courtney and travis are all going together and i saw photos of them all arriving you know, getting off their planes at New York. So I'm so excited to see. And I'm so happy for Chloe and Courtney. Like, this is their first time going and it's a moment for them. And they deserve it because they be carrying the Kardashian show, which is like their aircraft of their celebrity. Like, if they didn't have that show, I don't know if they've had, if they would have everything else. So Chris and Kylie and Kendall really and Kim need to thank Chloe and Courtney for all that they do. And so, so I'm happy they're going. Other people are going ASAP Rocky and Rihanna. You guys, we're getting pregnant as fuck. 
Rihanna at the Met Gala, we win. Like, we already won the night. You know, she's going to fucking kill it. This is interesting, too. Like, it's Gilded Glamour, uh, very formal, covered looks. But she's going to want to show her stomach, too. So I wonder what she's going to do. People are going to have to get creative this year to stick to the theme, but also show what they want to show. So hopefully they show out, and I hope they do show and tell. Okay? Other people going Euphoria cast. A lot of them are rumored to be going. Sydney Sweeney, Alexa Damey, people are going to die over them. Bar- like Barbie Ferreira can maybe like be in the background of their photos, like like way in the back to the left and like maybe get like one solo shot. But <laughs> she's rumored to be going too. There's a few influencers rumored to be going. Addison Ray, of course. Dixie, Charlie, if any influencers are going, it's going to be them. Harry Styles, Taylor Swift. Ooh, the exes, and maybe they'll have another moment together on the carpet. They're both rumored to be going. Camila Cabello, Olivia Rodrigo, and let's talk about who is not going. Unfortunately, Zendaya said that she has a scheduling conflict, so she will not be at the Met Gala tonight. Uh, literally, I don't know why they're not rescheduling. Make it next Monday, but that's a big bummer because Zendaya always shows up and shows out and literally always has one of the best looks of the night every single time she goes so I think it's a big missed opportunity especially with this whole euphoria year going on I mean come on Zendaya you really dropped the ball with that one we'll blame that one on Rue and Sam Levinson um other people who I don't think are going Ariana Grande I don't think she's going some people are saying she's rumored to be going I wish she would go because I don't know Ariana she needs to promote Rem Beauty somehow you know what I'm saying that thing be going down the drain right now and she needs to revive it so i think she should go and she never gives us any red carpet moments or looks and i guess today will not be any other exception she really killed it in 2018 at the met gala so she needs to go again and someone who i would love to see who i don't know or not sure if they're going is billy porter billy always gives us such an amazing slay look (laughs) you know yas and slay so i would love to see billy uh, on the carpet but yeah that is all the mentality for now so what can we learn from the whole Met Gala event going on there is so so much room at the top i said so many names that were going and just because there's already so many people living their dreams and conquering the world does not mean there isn't room for you to accomplish your dreams and join them all of these stars on the red carpet start out is nothing well maybe not all of them because of like nepotism and everything but most of the stars in this carpet started out is nothing at all and built themselves up and probably were watching the Met Gala from their television screen one year and dreamed of being there but never thought in their wildest dreams they would ever make it and look at them now so i think we can take this moment to be inspired by them and know that nothing is impossible for us as well the mecca is like a peak of the mountain moment for the stars to look back at their climb which you could be on right now it's trap season bro it's time for him to tell his side of the story or should i say scooter's version scooter baron has finally spoken out about the whole buying taylor swift's masters situation and it seems as though he's pointing the finger at taylor's direction saying that she is just as much to blame as he is for the whole mix-up with her master. So, according to Taylor's version of the story, 
Taylor, her old record label was being sold. That means her masters were up for grabs. Someone could have bought them. And Scott Bruschetta, I believe is what his name was, um, did not offer Taylor the option to buy her own masters. Instead, Scooter Baron was offered first. Scooter Baron knew how much Taylor wanted to own her own masters. And Scooter and Taylor have a rocky past. There was some bullying involved. She has, she kind of insinuated that he's like made her cry before. And he's kind of like known as this big bad wolf in the music industry as well. He manages a lot of your faves, but doesn't always have the best relationship with all of them. So what Taylor thought was um, what had happened is that Scooter knew her masters were going to be up for sale, contacted his friend Scott to be the first one to be able to buy them, go behind her back and make a bunch of money off of her old masters which i mean no dub bitch if you're gonna make some money off of someone's old songs it's taylor swift literally every song she's ever made is a classic a timeless classic every song taylor swift has ever released doesn't even like belong in the year that she released it it just belongs in like every single year so we we all still hear taylor's old songs all the time and that is why taylor is re-recording them so she can now own all these re-recordings, own the better updated versions that everyone will listen to instead, which we have been blessed with, Red and Fearless. And that's kind of how she was taking the power back from Scott and Scooter, who did the shady deal behind her back. But now Scooter's telling his side of the story, and I'm going to play the clip of what he said. Clear that I wanted to be able to buy my music. That opportunity was not given to me, and it was sold to somebody else. And so I just figured I was the one who made this music First, I can just make it again. That means I own it, which is exciting. <laughs> I completely understand where she was coming from. You know, I think uh, the Beatles probably felt the same way when Michael Jackson bought their publishing. Um, the, the person who owned Taylor's Masters throughout her career was not myself. Um, and when I was buying a record label, I actually said to that group, at any point, if she comes back and wants to be part of this conversation, please let me know because I wouldn't do this deal. Um, I was shown an email that's been out public now uh, where she stated that she had decided to move on from that negotiation and wasn't interested in doing that deal anymore. So I thought at the time, okay, I'm in the clear, let's do this deal. And when I made the purchase, I was excited to work with all the artists who had catalogs there. Um, and I was always open to selling back people their catalogs along the way at a fair market value. Um, and I did present that. I don't speak about this publicly because I think people have said certain things. Those narratives aren't necessarily true. I think there's a lot of facts out there. Um, but at the ultimate, at the end of the day, I think artists should absolutely have ownership. And um, they should play, play a role. A lot of artists have, all artists have royalties coming to them from their masters. Um, and if they want an opportunity to buy them, they should have that opportunity. And I'm completely open to that conversation. Uh, I will also tell you, though, to have that conversation, you have to have a conversation. Mm. Um, you need to be able to sit in front of someone and have dialogue. And what you can't do is say that you want something and then never, ever sit down at the table to have an actual dialogue. And I wish everyone well. And in fact, what I learned from that experience was that I would never do a deal again where everyone wasn't involved in saying, yes, I agree with this deal. Mm. I made the assumption. I made the assumption that everyone would be excited about us buying big machine and that didn't come to be so it appears as though scooter is like insinuating that he bought taylor's masters because he kind of just bought the whole label and he it kind of sounds like he owns other people's masters as well just because he happened to buy the big machine records that taylor swift used to be signed under and he wasn't really doing it to be evil 
Um, and at the end, I thought it was really interesting that he kind of like let Taylor know that he would be open to a conversation to sell her masters back to her um, even now and that he was open to that conversation in the past but she didn't want to have that conversation with him and didn't want to buy them from him so it kind of sounds like he's pointing the finger at her making it seem like it's her fault and if she just like would like have sat down and talked to him that they could have made this work but in my opinion it kind of sounds like he's gaslighting and lying like that kind of sounds like what's happening because like i feel like there's like a like a rule book to fuck boys who like gaslight and gatekeep and i feel like the first step is like making it not seem like your fault it's like lying your way out of it, trying to exonerate yourself from any form of blame, make it totally not about yourself. And that's kind of what he did. He was like, oh, I was just buying, you know, a record label as an entrepreneur, inve- entrepreneur investor in the music industry. Like, that's what I do. Like, it wasn't about Taylor. It was just about buying the record label. Like, oh, my God. And then step two in uh, gaslighting and gatekeeping as a guy is, uh, you know, the gaslight part which is then you point the finger at someone else and make it seem like their fault you know you turn around on them and make them seem like they're crazy and that's the whole definition of gaslighting so he was like and not only did i just buy it because i was just doing what an entrepreneur does but i also was going to have a conversation with taylor but she didn't want to have that conversation with me again which i just think is the most bullshit thing he's literally pointing the finger at taylor and i don't even like that he like insinuated that about taylor that it could potentially be taylor's fault and how she's like you know just going along with this whole thing because she's maybe stubborn, doesn't want to talk to him, or maybe she wanted to re-record her masters to make more money or something. Like, I don't like that he's insinuating any of this shit about Taylor Swift because we saw what happened the last time someone, um, you know, put her in that position that made it seem like she was playing the victim, like with the whole Kanye phone call. It really turned into this whole Taylor Swift hate train that led to the Reputation album. So I don't even like him playing around with that, uh... Uh, narrative at all that this is in part of taylor's fault at all because at the end of the day if he wanted to sell her her masters back it it wouldn't have been the problem if like oh like taylor won't contact me he would have just sold her the masters back because she knew how much she wanted to buy them back and she made that known she has said in multiple interviews i made it known that i wanted to buy my masters and it wasn't given that opportunity so if scooter Braun knew which he did he would, even if Taylor didn't want to speak to him, he would have found a way to do the right thing, and he didn't. He just is still profiting off of her masters, not reaching out to her, not making it happen, not being the good guy that he's telling us all right now that he is. If Scooter Brown wanted to do the right thing, he would. And I don't care if Taylor doesn't want to have a conversation with you. Why do you think she doesn't want to? Go through lawyers, go through something else, do the right thing. And he also insinuated that her fan base is toxic to him. And, you know... I mean, I guess you could consider her family is a little toxic to Scooter Baron. Like with the man music video, there's literally a sign that had a picture of a scooter and then a red X on it. And, you know, there's a dating app commercial that has like a scooter on fire or something. <laughs> so I guess you could say Taylor Swift is, you know, garnering a little bit of a toxic fan base against Scooter Baron. But is it making a toxic fan base or is it teaching her fan base to stand up for themselves and give people what they deserve. You know, and I think it's a beautiful thing. I think we're bonding over a common enemy here. And I think he is the enemy. I think the moral of the story is that Scooter Baron is the enemy. And no matter how he twists the narrative, he didn't do the right thing. And he could have. And that is all I'm going to say about Scooter Baron. So what can we learn from this? If someone wanted to, they would. 
if someone wanted to do the right thing, they would. Don't let them gaslight you into thinking that it's your fault that they didn't do the right thing, that it's something on your end that made this negative outcome for you. Don't let them gaslight you into making you think that they couldn't because something got in their way. At the end of the day, if someone wanted to do the right thing, there's always a way to make it happen. There's always a way to amicably fix the situation, to compromise, to make a good outcome for everyone to work through it. And if they're not doing it and they're coming up with bullshit excuses, just let them. If they chose to hurt you, just let them. Because if they wanted to at the end of the day, they would. And it that really be the toughest pill to swallow. Besides fish oil, those things are huge. <laughs> The leader of the free world and the first lady, aka Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, have made more strides in their relationship, and I think it's time to do a well-deserved Kim and Pete update because oh there's so much going on with them okay so first let's talk about it they made their red carpet debut together finally as a couple and they did it in a very luxurious extravagant way at the white house correspondence dinner party where they were in both of them were invited as prestigious and honorable guests to watch joe biden um do whatever you know a person does at the white house correspondence dinner party i'm not exactly sure i i, I think it's like a, a pretty chill night i know donald trump like wasn't about it and like canceled it for his whole reign but um anyway they went there kim looked, looked absolutely amazing pete he looked okay but kim she was wearing this super sparkly silver uh glittery gown it's really really cinched waist bbl on full display kim looked absolutely incredible they were the it couple of the night for sure and they're rumored to make another red carpet appearance together tonight at the met gala and be on their met gala behavior met gala behavior last year pete wore the like weirdest thing he literally looked like a maid from like the 1900s like he looked like annie but like not like you know little girl cutesy little annie like he looked like weird old man annie so hopefully kim has like a jennifer lopez effect on him where he just looks better and better the longer that he stays with her because i think he can definitely use some help in his matt gala game but i'm definitely so excited to see them together um i feel like they're gonna slay obviously they're gonna be the center of attention and Kim's Mecca look last year was so wild. Like, what the fuck is she going to do this year now that she has a Pete to be her accessory as well? Something else updating with them is that Pete... Now, a lot of people already think Pete is crazy for getting Kim branded on his chest with a literal iron prod as if he's some kind of a milk cow. People think he even took it another step further. I know you're probably thinking, how could he take it a step further than that? But he got Kim's and her kids' initials tattooed on his neck. Yeah. People think that's creepy. People think that's weird. People think that's stepping over the line. Like, it is not, like, those are not his kids. He is not their father. They think it's creepy. They think it's, like, overly obsessed step-parent vibes overbearing step parent vibes what is pete doing that's not cute that's actually just creepy that's a red flag it would give them the ick 
Uh, he got K N S C P tattooed on his neck for Kim North Saint Chicago Psalm, and it kind of just looks like a barcode, like tattooed on his neck. Um, so kind of like Elon Musk kid's name, you know, just looks like a barcode tattooed on his neck. But people think he's really creepy for that. Some people think it's cute. Most people do not. I guess I will let you guys decide if you think Pete's, you know, exploitation of his body to impress his overly qualified girlfriend kim kardashian if it's working out or not you guys can give me your opinions on that in our instagram dms the next update about them is that pete was doing stand-up and apparently pete's stand-up these days have been getting a little lazy like i saw someone tweet that she went to go see pete Davidson live live and he told like three jokes on his iphone and then left like but she said they were hilarious but you know he did not stay very long on the stage but one of the jokes apparently was about kanye west and you guys remember, you know, remember when Kanye casually said that Pete Davidson has AIDS, even though that's not true at all. And that's why Kim should not get with him or anything like that, which is actually crazy now that I say it out loud. Holy shit. That's crazy. I don't know how Pete dealt with that. Wow. Like, here's Black China, you know, making a defamation lawsuit. And Pete's just like, oh, OK, like, let me tell a joke about it at stand up. I guess people just go about life in different ways. But Pete said that during his stand up. He made a joke that he didn't know he had AIDS until Kanye told him. And that obviously, that you know, that's not true and that's insane. But that Kanye is a genius. So maybe he does have AIDS. <laughs> he said that maybe Kanye was just like predicting his health, you know, for him. And thank God, genius doc- doctoral Kanye let him know. Um, oh, also another update going on with Kim and Pete is that speaking of Black China and the defamation lawsuit case, Pete showed up a few of the dates last week and like sat in the back of the courtroom and like silently supported his bae and like snapped after she gave like a good like you know point in her testimony um i was basically just supporting kim at court like any you know good boyfriend should do when you're when your girlfriend's getting sued for a hundred million dollars but yeah their life is like so crazy like literally just saying everything that's going on with them i think it's just so wild and hilarious and that's why we need to do an update for them but you know, maybe they'll get engaged on the Met Gala carpet tonight. That seems to be the trajectory of their career. She's already branded on his chest and kids initials on his neck. So I guess we'll see what happens next. Uh, speaking of the Black China defamation suit for, you know, she's suing them for 100 million gazillion trillion zillion billion dollars. You know, because she's broke. She's she's going broke. She can't afford her cars anymore. So she had to sue them. I'm going to do a little update on that. So we already know that Chris and Black China testified. Corey Gamble testified. But now Kylie testified and confirmed Chris's claims that, yes, Black China did, in fact, try to kill her or uh, threaten to kill her. And that Tyga was stabbed by Black China in the arm. And there was like a, she said there was like a six inch mark from a knife that Black China ran down Tyga's arm. And then during Kylie's testimony, she was asked, asked, and then at some point, do you believe that China physically threatened you in any way? Kylie answered, physically threatened me, question mark. I remember one time I woke up to some text from China, some threatening text, yes. From what I remember, she sent me a bunch of devil emojis and said something along the lines of like, counting down the days to either beat me or I don't know exactly what she meant. 
I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. I'm just picturing Black China like in her room, like angrily staring on her phone and typing to like 16-year-old Kylie Jenner. <laughs> She's counting down the days with devil emojis. She probably sent her that chimoji of her smacking Kylie to her as well. Oh God, I, I, I don't know. I just think it's so... Black China to me is just such a meme, dead ass. Uh, I'm really not taking this court case seriously and neither are the Kardashians because they actually want, they actually um, filed to get the court case dismissed. The whole entire court case dismissed because they don't think there's any fair grounds and basically they've wasted, Black China's wasted enough of their time is what they're saying. So they would like this to be over before it continues. Uh, in their filing, it says that now now that the plaintiff has testified in, in her entirety and there has been no additional testimony or evidence to offer on her damages, defendants respectfully submit that entering such an instruction would be a vastly inadequate remedy, um, unsupported and wildly speculative claims. They don't think anything productive is going to come from continuing this lawsuit and that they just need to end it now before more of their time is wasted and that this whole thing was a joke in the first place. They said before the trial began, these claims were absurd. So, I mean, I completely agree. The claims were absurd. We knew that from day one. Black China just wanted money because, you know, she has to take her kids to the ice cream shop one day a week and apparently cannot afford that. So, good for the Kardashians. Hopefully, they do get out of it. I'm pretty sure they have, you know, like, Zoom court today before the Met Gala. So, they're honestly probably doing that right now as we speak. So fucking annoying. But, yeah, anyway, that's the Kim Pete Black China update. Anyway, thank you for joining me in Pop Culture University today. I hope you had an amazing time, laughed a little bit, got some tea to talk shit with your friends. I hope I hyped you up for the Met Gala because it's so exciting. If you're listening to this after the Met Gala, I hope it was good. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I came in to talk about how everyone looked with the best look of the night. I'm so fucking excited to see everyone. And I'm so excited for Taylor Swift to take down Scudaburan even more. And I can't wait to see what Pete gets tattooed on him next, you know, and maybe he'll get a tramp stamp next. Maybe he'll get a tattoo on his ass that we'll see next. Maybe we'll see his ass at the Met Gala tonight. But until next time, make sure to rate this podcast five star on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a cute little review. Make sure to follow it because it's your favorite Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. And then post a screenshot of you listening to it on your Instagram story and tag me and we will DM. I will respond to you. I will see it. And yeah, we can have a cute little moment. And I hope you guys have an amazing Mecca Monday and I want you to wear an outfit that makes you feel confident and fierce today because if you look good you feel good and then you do good and that is facts and remember to do something today that your future self would thank you for and just go and conquer the day and I love you and I will see you Wednesday okay bye thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.